How's it going? How's it going? Pretty good, if you ask me. So glad to be here with Asked you an guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? You know, so here we are for another episode of Finding Ourselves with your host with the least impressive stories, me, El Capitan, Sean Hicks, and Liz Dowling. All right, so Liz. Um, we did talk about before we're going to get into, you know, going to a trip to Ibiza and, you know, going on some adventures, but because of recent events and because Liz is way smarter than I am, she figured let's have a episode that's practical that would help way more people. And also, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of give some enlightenment because here's the thing. It's talk is good about going and travel, but you have to be able to go. Right. So we talk about my situation of, you know, uh, time off from work. We talk about money, finding the right place, the right location. But are you able to actually go? Are you limited because of, you know, your passport? You know, is that an issue you have? So right. let's get into that. So first and foremost, Liz, uh, you know, they've been talking about as far as like, you know, it's an exciting time to travel and, you know, People have applied like crazy. Like in 2022, they had over 22 million applications from the U.S. for passports, you know, passport initiatives for men, women, all sectors of the U.S. Uh, families are going. So it's an exciting time. But I, with that excitement, <laughs> there's a lot of waiting going on. So mm -hmm. uh, has that impacted you? And uh, what's your thoughts on that? Because I know you're so passionate about travel. Are you excited about people, you know, so motivated or because um, you said part of the reason you want to do this is kind of educate people, because that's the best thing you said that, you know, people can do is uh, educate themselves. And because you've gone through a lot of these things and experienced them, that's how you learned. But maybe help people kind of curb some of that uh, learning because they can go and hear what you got to say. Sure. So number one is, yeah, that everything is very backlogged right now and it's due to multiple things. I think you had a couple of examples as well, but the biggest things that have been coming to mind are number one, everything is delayed because of COVID. I mean, it's having a very long lasting effect from when government agencies were shut down, right? So if there's nobody there to do the work and people put in their applications for passports, everything just kind of gets caught in the bog, so to speak, right? So that has been taking a long time to get up and running. And then once it did get up and running, even as late as, you know, like last year, it was still, it was kind of up and down because I had some friends and family who applied for a passport, uh, whether it was new or renewal, and it took three, four Five months, you know, uh, back when Lauren joined the show with us, when um, she, when her and I recorded and sent over some things to you um, in early, in May timeframe, you know, she was talking about how it took, uh, they had applied in like, I want to say it was December, but December, and then even by the end of April, she still hadn't gotten it back and had paid for expedition 
as well. So she had to um, get a hold of multiple people, um, like try to email her congressperson and everything to get someone to figure out what was going on, contact the embassy, the consulate, all sorts of stuff to see what is going on. Whereas other people uh, were getting theirs in a regular time frame, like six to eight weeks or something. Uh-oh, hold on, where's my phone? Sorry, I had an alarm for starting the show. <laughs> um, but anyway. It worked. And, uh, it did, it did. I mean, it's right on time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually because I forgot about the time zone change. So that was meant to be an hour before. Yeah, you know, the time zone change thing. We, yeah. Because in Spain, we changed time zones or we changed uh, from daylight savings last week and y'all changed tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So, so um, normally when we do this time, it's 5 p.m. for me, not 4 p.m. So anyway, so my alarm was set to give me a one hour heads up to stop whatever I was doing today. Always uh, prepared. Appreciate you. Always. I mean, just, you know, one week behind this time around. <laughs> uh, but then I had some other people getting theirs in the normal time frame of like several weeks, right? You know, like eight weeks or, or whatever, six to eight. Um, and then some people getting it in two weeks. So there's just no rhyme or reason to exactly why one person might get that is processed faster. Although I have noticed a trend, which is if your occupation lends itself to you having a security clearance or background check, that is more, that is a deeper background check, not just normal, not just a regular one that, you know, most people have gone through. But if you work for a company that requires a more in-depth uh, background check or security clearance, those people seem to be going through faster because so, your name is already cleared through a bunch of stuff, you know? Okay. So that seems to be going faster. So my reg uh, my recommendation for anybody who needs to either renew or get a new one is you need to do it as soon as possible. Like if you have a trip next year, do not wait six months, do it now. You need to do it now because you don't know if you're going to be one of those lucky people who goes through in two, three weeks, or if you're going to be one of the people like Lauren who ends up having to call their congressperson um, and try to get a hold of the embassy and the consulate to see what's going on. I'm supposed to leave on Tuesday and it's Friday and I still don't have my passport. Yeah, um, no, that's a great point. And, you know, some things that I, I learned as well the hard way, you know, I was getting ready to go to. Um, you know, it was for work and it was, uh, I would say the Philippines, cause that's where it seemed like I went the most, but, um, you have a lot of countries where they have, where they watch the, no, it's Panama actually, where they look at the expiration date. So if the expiration date is too close, they have to have it where your expiration surpasses six months past your departure date. So I was playing a real close to the vest. It was like around eight months and it was still too close. So we had to expedite which that's another thing. They have different layers of, you know, they have, you know, regular um, expedite, um, they get urgent and then they got emergency, you know, so they got four different right. layers. Then they have a special service you can go through um, like a passport fast or fast passport, um, different ones where you pay like a, a service fee 
a, mm-hmm. a pretty substantial service fee can go up to $700. And these companies will go to these, uh, there's like 28 different offices around the U.S. They have one in Dallas, one in Houston, and they stand, you can only make an appointment by phone. And you stand, <clears throat> you know, you got to call right when they open up. It's uh, seven o'clock uh, Eastern time, right? So, uh, no, eight o'clock Eastern time, I'm sorry. So pretty much right when they open up, you want to be dialing in there because you're going to get a busy signal. And that's the only way you can make an appointment. You can't just show up. They won't let you in. Um, yeah. And those are for like, you know, getting it sooner. But you have to have your stuff together. And so, um, you know, having all your ducks in a row and to, to Liz's point, you have to understand, you know, uh, the rules because it has to be in those situations where you can even use that service and go to those offices. It has to be your trip is made. 14 days yeah. prior to um, you making your appointment, which is like a real balancing act, right? Because we all know that, you know, thanks to Liz, shout out to Liz, the yeah. travel guru, you want to make sure you have travel insurance because you don't want to get a non-refundable and then you can't get your passport. Then you're screwed and tattooed, right? So you yeah. want to go ahead and get your um, flight, make sure it's refundable, get travel insurance before you can even make the appointment. So there's a lot of different things you have to verify first. Um, to even get to the point of meeting with somebody to get it sooner. So it's it's such a crazy balancing act. So I, I love the fact of what you said, Liz, that don't wait, man. Be proactive. Don't hesitate. You know, get it as soon as possible because it creates too much stress. I know for myself, <clears throat> excuse me, that trip to Panama, by the time I was actually able to go and got my passport and my boss at the time busting my balls because, you know, my company had to pay an extra $400 for me to get it quicker. I just yeah. didn't want to go anymore. You know, <laughs> it was just like it wasn't it wasn't worth it. Oh, they uh, may I had to pay out of pocket for mine. Really? Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. But I know they loved you, so that's that's weird. It's weird, like they hated me, but they never made me pay out of pocket. Like you pay out of pocket. Wait, that's maybe that's why they loved you. I don't I don't know, but maybe uh, <laughs> I get because I didn't know how to properly get reimbursed. <laughs> Man, that's that is not That's another story. Never mind. We'll we'll gloss over that one. Uh, back to passports is that uh, another thing that kind of surprised me was uh, when I was looking into why passports are being backlogged. Because uh, we'll get into this more later. I've I've had to replace like a lot of passports lately. <laughs> it's a whole. It's I mean you know the story, but for the sake of everybody who's listening, it's a whole story. But part of it is that um, passports are still being backlogged, even for even for people where it should be going faster. And where it should only take a couple weeks, it's going to take like three months. And that that's just weird to me. And so I was trying to look into what else could possibly be contributing to this. Yeah, we know that there's a rush of people doing it. We know that there's, you know, like more travel. Uh, you know, everybody's just trying to get out and do stuff now. And um, the backlog still from continuing and everything else. But... Another thing that popped up is that people are trying to take the pictures themselves and that are trying to use like an app or whatever, right, to print at home to get the pictures. And that was something that kept popping up was that people were not following the regulations to have a proper passport photo. And I saw this even 
uh, like, so people uh, who go to get their passport photos at like CVS or Walgreens or, you know, like any Costco, whatever, any of those places, um, those places traditionally give you two passport photos for however many dollars, right? Somewhere between like eight, 10, 12 bucks, something like that. It's, it's not a terrible amount, but it's kind of annoying for two tiny ass photos. Oops, sorry, I cussed. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does get kind of annoying. And they actually changed it for the people who take the photos here, like out where we are. Instead of giving you two pictures, they give you six now <laughs> for the same price. That is way better. It, it is better. And you might be thinking, why? Well, because well, we are, uh, well, since we're at like a military base, like a lot of people need to have two different passports, Right. So you might have dual residency, you might have a military issued, like no, a government, no fee passport versus your civilian. So if you have to update all of that, then you need to have multiple sets of photos at a time. So I found, I was like, well, whatever, at least it's only eight euro or $8 for, you know, six pictures instead of two, which helps kind of get everything organized. But I think when people are just looking at, man, that's like 12 bucks or $15 or whatever it is for two tiny little photos that are the same picture of me, just double, right? Why not just try to use an app and do it myself? And that was the biggest thing that came up for people getting rejected was that they were submitting photos that did not meet the requirements and then also because you're not taking them at a place where they know what they're doing, it might not even be that it's the wrong size or that your face is in the wrong place. I had to remember this just a week ago that you can't wear a light colored shirt because it has to be against a white backdrop for you, for people who are looking for a U.S. passport. We have a white backdrop. And I think that's the same for everybody else, but I don't know, right? So just going off of that, you have a white backdrop. You're not supposed to wear a white or very light colored top because it blend, it blends in too much and it washes out your uh, your body structure. Oh, wow. No, you know, that actually brings back some painful memories for me because uh, dealing with that, like during that, steri- that series where I had to hurry up and get things expedited, I also had another time where I had to go. I was getting ready to go to Columbia and they wanted things to get expedited to do that. But I wind up um, shifting things around and going to Belize. But in that time, in that process, I had to go to the courthouse in um, uh, Arlington, Texas. So when I went there, excuse me, they gave me the form and they told me, excuse me, like to go through and go to CVS. They even told me like which CVS to go to because there was one close by. And they said, get the pictures from there. I did all that. I paid my little $8, or whatever. I came back the following day, ready to go. It was uh, ready to knock on the door as soon as they opened up. And as soon as I shared what I had, they were like, oh, we can't do, we can't, we, we can't use these. So I'm going to have to go ahead and take your picture here and uh, I'll just charge you for it if that's okay. I'm thinking, why didn't we just do this yesterday? I could have already been right. done, you know? Um, so, but that being said, even though I was annoyed, but I remember the uh, relief I had because I was going through the courthouse and I know they're going to get it done right. And it was yeah. worth whatever money and time. So just the annoyance I had went away pretty quickly. Once I had my papers and everything signed, 
I could get my my boss off my ass and I could just get ready for her. <laughs> I mean, because that was important, you know, because she was on my ass like in it. So I was ready to get that taken care of. And yeah, it went smooth after that. And, uh, you know, talking about as far as like the different time frames. So if you go regular, it's uh, as of right now, it's uh, they say 10 to 13 weeks. Emphasize more on the 13. And also they want people to understand that when you get when they say yeah. that week, that's when they receive it. So however right. it's sent over to them and that's when they receive it and they process it. So the process is basically started. It could be in, let's say, for example, mine. I don't know why, but my uh, application wound up going to Fresno. And so it was in the Fresno office. Why, why I wasn't in Texas, I have no fucking idea. But anyway, shout out to Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they got it. And, Probably because uh, there's nothing going on in Fresno. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but there's nothing there. See, people always say that, but that makes me want to go. You know, like it can't be that bad. I mean, or that. It's not that bad. It's just purgatory. Well, that's a pretty strong statement. I mean, purgatory? Kind of. Purgatory means not that bad, not that good. That's that's me. It means so that's probably fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. So you know what? That might be where I need to be. Working I mean, at the passport office. Then, then I guess no it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's just purgatory. purgatory. <laughs> you know? It means you're floating yeah. along like, uh, this is all right. I don't I mean it's right. tepid. It's everything about this place is lukewarm. Yeah. No, but see, that's the thing. When people are describing, it seems like they're not in purgatory. They're in hell. God, if you listen, hell. You know, that's how people are in Fresno. Like, get me the fuck out of here. But, you know, it it's not that bad. It's also just not that good. <laughs> what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Westbrook, quit, quit interrupting our show, sir. So, like, uh, but no, the thing is, Shout out to Fresno. We do respect. I do want to go there one day, and one day I will. So I mean, there's um, an airport. That's something. It's a tiny little airport. Oh, okay, there you go. So it's not international? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No. Okay, sorry. Back on track. All right. Passport talk. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, so I got my, my passport, you know, back from them. And I remember it was, man, this is no joke, man. It was uh, four weeks had passed. I said, oh, man, you know, I, I would imagine that, you know, we can, you know, I should be hearing something back pretty soon. So I got a letter telling me they had just received it. That was so deflating. <laughs> that was so, so, my, so I had to like time out, you know, my weeks from there. Um. And just for the record, I did not tell my boss about that. Like she, she kept on asking. Like she was, you know, um, we you, you get any updates? Have you heard anything? I no, I haven't heard anything. So I was lying my ass off because I didn't want to be the one to tell her, even though it was something I couldn't control. But I just didn't want to hear the. I'm not good with nagging, so anyway, way too much about me. But yeah, it. I did eventually. I did get it. It worked out. And you know, to the original point, as far as the picture thing. It is important. So if people are doing things to kind of do the quick fix, don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself, as they say in the streets, right? So yeah. <laughs> go ahead and go to the place directly and get that shit done right. Because yeah. any delay on an already delayed process is not what you want, you know? Um, no. It's one of those things like, uh, you know, if you're buying a mattress or you're buying a shoe or you're buying, like, underwear, right? Like, just pay the money. Pay the money, get it done right. This is not the place to skimp. This is not the place to cut corners. 
Not at all. Not at all. And yeah, so they have, um, you know, so they have the regular process or, you know, I'm not, not sure what they refer to, but just we'll call it the regular. Um, then they have uh, Expedite, which that was the thing. Mine was Expedite and Expedite as of right now. And this is what they have online on the, uh, you know, U.S. passport uh, update on the website is that it said it takes uh, seven to nine weeks. Uh, it's not quite what I'm hearing. Uh, and then you go to the other series of events. But those, if I get to uh, emergency and urgent, those are situations where, like, you know, you're, you know, needing to go there for, uh, you know, you have a, a relative in hospice or they've passed away. You know, these are these are really extreme situations. Uh, you need to get back for something like that. Or you're and yourself are, you know, sick and ill or, you know, need to get your uh, significant other back home. So it's going to be extreme cases. It's not just I really want to go or my boss is on my ass. You know, <laughs> like I was in a situation like that's pretty much expedited and that's pretty much where it's at. But actually, yeah. if it gets to that point, you need to go to one of those services like, you know, um, one of those quick passport or passport rush. You know, one of those companies like that. <laughs> and I learned um, about that, too. That's something you need to make a decision on early on in the process because you can't pivot like you can't start going through the government and then, oh, I'm going to go through because it's taking too fucking long. Let me go through passport rush. No, you need to start with them. You can't bring them along halfway. It's all or nothing with those processes. Uh, Well, to expand on that a little bit more, the reason for that is because I don't know that everybody realizes that when you start processing things online, it does flag your social security number, your inform, your personal information. Uh, if you had a pre, especially, and most predominantly, if you've had a passport before and you submit that information, it flags all of it. So if you start to go online and submit information saying, I need to renew or something was lost or stolen, I need, you know, here's what I need. And then you say, you know what? Stop. I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to go use this other service instead. You already put that in for, even though you did not complete the process, it has been submitted. And people don't recognize that because they think, oh, I didn't finish the process. So therefore I can still go do a different option. No, you cannot. Because now your social security number, your uh, passport information, anything else that is identifying factors has been flagged for whatever process you already started. So, oh man, yeah, that's a great point. If you do not intend on completing that process, do not put in any of those identifying factors. Do not put in your address. I mean, your address, fine, whatever. Don't put your social, don't put your birthday, don't, I mean, maybe birthday, but do not put in your passport number for sure. Social and passport number, do not enter those. If you are just trying to figure out what is the best option for yourself, you need, whenever you get to that page, you need to stop. Because no, once no, you either of those in, you are locked into that mode of continuing or you have to. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a hot mess. Why do I know? Don't mm-hmm. ask me. We don't have enough time for that. <laughs> Let's just say 
We've been there. Been there, done that. Oh, yeah. That's the so, answer. <laughs> no, no I, I like that answer. I like that answer quite a bit. So here's another thing, guys. So if you're in a situation where your passport is good and you're renewing, and let's say you want to go to Guatemala, you want to go to Colombia, you know, meet your future ex-wife, you know, whatever. So here's the thing, though. If you don't need to, you know, renew your passport, let's say it's like a year out and you're good, you're way without that six month period, but you also have a trip coming up. You need to wait, my friend, because as soon as you put that process underway, your current passport becomes invalid, you know, and it gets voided out, you know, so you it's no longer usable. So you'll be stuck like Chuck in the middle of nowhere. You know, well, you'll be well, because a president, if you're in the States. You have to submit that passport as well. Right. Exactly. So you don't even have it to give. So it's a it's a lose lose situation. So that yeah. future ex wife will have to wait. Um, <laughs> shout out to her. She is so or him. Beautiful. You don't even know. Whoa. Hey, woman. Listen. Yeah. I mean, it is 2023. Why not? But yeah, here's the thing. You know, he or she, they're, they're uh, they'll just have to wait a little bit longer. But speaking of waiting a little bit longer, <laughs> uh, dramatic Jesus. pregnant pause. Sorry about that. Here we go. Because here's the thing that's always been my biggest fear. Like when traveling, you know, they talk to you about, you know, you know, all jokes aside, they say, you know, stay away from vendors. Don't ride jeepneys. Um, I love jeepneys, though. I just don't want to fall out the back of mine. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's that's the whole reason they don't want you on there. <laughs> but um, if I get a seat on a jeepney, I'm perfectly fine. Right. Oh, and they also said don't go to any parties, um, any house parties. Um, that maybe that's just what they told me. Don't go to any house parties and don't go anywhere without telling somebody where you're going. That's I mean, that's pretty much just, you know, safety one on one. But okay. they also said and this was kind of like the ultimate. Whatever you do, please, God, because the first thing I did when I got wherever I was going is I took my passport and I put it in whatever little bootleg safe they had. And I locked that bad boy up because if you lose your passport, yeah. you're fucked. There's no other way to put it. You know, so that was always my biggest fear, and to this day. And I remember we uh, yeah. were on a trip in the Philippines in 2009. My colleagues and I, excuse me, uh, we had a young lady that was traveling with us. She was from uh, Springfield, Missouri. All right, so she was very green to travel. She was very green to the world, not because of where she was from, just because you know she was young. She was like I don't know in her 20s or whatever. And anyway, um, in the Philippines. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, but like the police officer, uh, she jaywalked. Her and another guy were jaywalking. They were out drinking, and the police officer took her passport and wouldn't give it back until we we gave her money. So I remember the guys that we were with. We were, especially the guy. He was the director. He was freaking out. His older guys, the brother. He's like, look, man. It don't matter what we got to do. And one of us got to give our liver. We can't let that lady not be able to go back. You know, she's under my watch. So we got to figure something else. So we wind up having to give the guy, I don't know, like a uh, hundred and some dollars. You know what I mean? U.S. money to get her passport back. So I don't know, first of all, why she was carrying it, you know, and then to be that drunk in another country and just hand it over like that. Not a, not a good move at all. You know, it's pretty... Pretty confused. Where I'm coming from, because it's mind-boggling to you, yeah. 
Yeah, it made no fucking yeah. sense. But um, well, hey, she did what she did. So I have a suggestion here. I'm ready Which, for it. Okay. I learned this lesson in a hard but also good way uh, that has to do with needing a new passport, being overseas, and whatever. I told you there's too many stories to express in, like, one spot. This might have to be a to-be-continued. But if you're an American who is going to be traveling overseas, uh, one thing that I just cannot stress enough is please, dear whatever entity of higher power that you believe in or think might be there, please get a passport card. Yes, dear please God, get please one. Dear whatever. God, if you listen, help! No. Yeah. I'm get so get a passport card. All right. Sorry. So, no, no. I didn't mean to rush you up, but I just want to emphasize the fact that, look, guys, I, I know a lot of times it seems like I'm just being overly dramatic, which I usually am. I and mean, I'm just like agreeing with Liz just so she won't be mad at me and keep doing the show, right? But when it comes to this, and part of that is true, but when it comes to this, she knows exactly what the fuck she's talking about. Because I don't know why in our beautiful country, uh, sweet land of liberty, they really undersell the passport card like a lot. And well, we don't understand the power that it has, which Liz is about to help explain yeah. to us. Thank you. Here, Here's the big deal about the passport card is that I don't care if you are traveling to Europe and you can't use it for getting on your airplane. That's not my point right now. Okay. Because the passport card to be clear for everybody who's not sure is it only allows you international access for very limited places, right? Mexico, the Caribbean, and a, a name like a small list of other ones. That's not the point. The point of the passport card for my purpose to you is that it serves as a an identification for citizenship to the United States or for uh, permanent residency. OK, if you have a passport card, you do not need to have a birth certificate or other identification with you to prove your nationality. It serves as the one-stop shop for nationality if something happens. So if this is what happened to me a while back, I went to uh, London and they told me that my passport had been reported lost or stolen and they confiscated it. I had my passport card on me, thank God. So I went to the embassy and all I had to do, I went through the walk-in hour, so I had to be there super early. You know, it was very stressful, not fun, whatever. But I got, I, I got the time to get there, and like I figured out where to go, and I just showed up, got in line, and I showed them my passport card. That was it. They immediately, they just said, "Here's how much money it's going to cost. Here's a, here's a passport. There you go." So I didn't have to have anything else. I didn't have to have my birth certificate. I didn't have to have other proof of identity. It served as all of that in one. So for that extra $30, when I got my passport from the first time going to the Philippines with you, that was worth its weight in gold twice. 
Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. I, I, <clears throat> give me, I love that so much. And for whatever reason, um, maybe, uh, and I haven't looked at it recently, so I apologize for that, for not being prepared. But I know at one point when I originally looked at it and you know, mentioned to you about the passport card and was it worth it, I was just reading something that basically said it's good for crossing the border to Mexico or Canada. That Essentially. Was uh, and U.S. territories, right? Yeah, and like territories. And other small places. So, I mean, on a day-to-day basis, it gets downplayed a lot. But... My bigger factor here is that it serves as proof of nationality. So in the, uh, like you were saying that one lady who went out, if I were her and I wanted to make sure that I had proof of identity on myself, then I would leave the passport at the hotel and I might bring my regular driver's license or something. But let's say I don't have that option. Then I'm taking then I can take the least valuable. I can take the passport card or in the event that she she felt the need, she needed her passport card, right? Like let's say y'all were going somewhere and you have to go check into the hotel and then go do some other activity and overseas a lot of places when you get into the hotel and when you get to activities, um, even tour companies, whatever, they will ask for your passport. And a passport card doesn't cut it because it's not a passport, right? So fine, take the passport with you, leave the passport card at the hotel, at the accommodation, and you take the other one out with you. Now something happens to her. What if the uh, local law enforcement did not return it? They take it, they confiscate it. They say, no, we don't want this to be here. We don't like this. Now she's stuck. Well, no, because now she has the passport card. She can walk into the local embassy, show them that, and get a new passport. Man. Like, before she leaves the building. No, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's totally worth its weight in gold and more. The fact that, well, why do you think the fact that it's uh, so undersold, like, they don't want people to know that? Like, why wouldn't that be more prominently shared? Is it kind of Because like- most people don't think about having to need a backup birth certificate. Okay, which leads into God, just another story of when of lost or stolen. Okay, since we're still in that segment of when I was recently back in. So from Spain back to the U.S. and I had a bag go missing. My passport bag is gone. Okay, passport bag is gone, has passport in it. I did not because I'm an idiot, did not bring my passport card with me. I didn't. And just because I'm thinking, what could possibly go wrong? I'm going back to the United States. Why would I possibly need this? You know? So I didn't bring it. And sure enough, something happens. Passport bag goes missing. And I had to have my parents go track down same day, a copy of my birth certificate, because my birth certificate is in Spain and trying to get it from Spain back to the U.S. in a timely fashion isn't going to happen. So I had to have my parents go, find, specifically my father, went and tracked down a, a new certified copy of my birth certificate to overnight it back to Texas so that I could go into uh, probably the same office you went into 
um, down at the courthouse in the in like central Dallas to go get this passport issued because I didn't have that passport card. If I had just brought the damn passport card, I wouldn't have had to do that. Put my parents through trying to figure out how to help me overnight stuff, stress out even more about that. I could have just walked straight in to the office and said, here's my proof of nationality. Here's my proof of citizenship. Please just give me the replacement. But I didn't have that. So it screwed me up again when it saved me the first time. So that is why I urge everybody, please, dear God or whatever, get the passport card and keep it with you because it's 30 bucks and it is cheaper than having to get a new copy of your birth certificate. It's safer than carrying around a copy of your birth certificate, right? You don't want a copy, a, like a certified copy of your birth certificate getting lost and put out. And it's a full size piece of paper that you got to carry around with you instead of a stupid little card. You know, you want to be able to, if that card goes missing, you just report it lost or stolen and it's invalidated and it's done. Versus a birth certificate, you can't report that lost or stolen and like have it invalidated that it doesn't work the same way. So it is safer. And back to your point of why do they undersell it? Because I don't think they understand what it actually means to people. I don't think that they're marketing it correctly. I don't think that they understand what the what it means to other people to have it. And I don't think that the general public understands as well the other side of the benefits of having it. I think it's completely untapped as far as educating people about how it can be beneficial and why it's necessary to have one to avoid all of these complications. Additionally, if you're using it for local travel, like a lot of people have not gotten the little gold star on their driver's license yet because that program kept getting pushed off. It was supposed to be put into place before COVID hit. I believe October of 2019 was when it was supposed to be hit. And then it got pushed back for like a year or something, at least in Texas it did. And then I got, I got my gold star driver's license before all of this. And then it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And I don't even know where it stands anymore, but it's there. Like that requirement is in the mix of all of this mess. But if you had that passport card, that could, if you don't know what's going on with your driver's license, it's still good for another four years or whatever. You don't want to deal with it. Then if you at least had this, it's also your other way of traveling on airlines. No, no, definitely. Without taking a passport. Because if you don't have a gold star driver's license or ID, state ID, then you have to bring your passport. And if you don't have a full passport or you don't want to take it, like, why do you want to take your 10 year passport everywhere with you? Maybe you take the less, you know, the less vulnerable ID and take the uh, passport card and leave your passport book at home. No, man, definitely. So uh, great points there. So let's just say you're in a situation where, you know, you are in uh, somebody is, I don't know, they're they're in Spain or they're traveling from Italy or, you know, they're abroad. Right. They're abroad. They don't have a passport card. Uh, what's the first thing they need to do after they finish crying? 
to, uh, <laughs> to figure uh, out a way to get After you finish crying, first thing you need to do is figure out where the embassy is because the embassy is the one who's going to issue the emergency passport. If the embassy is too far away from, from yourself, for example, I'm in Southern Spain, like right next to Africa, right? I'm all the way down there. And the embassy is in Madrid. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, is it Madrid? Yeah, no, the embassy is in Madrid. Okay, so the embassy is in Madrid. That is far for somebody to just go to, right? The consulate is in Sevilla, which is not that bad. It's like an hour 15 from where I live. Whereas Madrid is a six hour drive with no traffic, with no traffic. And it, let me tell you, the traffic there is worse than San Francisco, Houston, San Diego, New York in one. It is the worst traffic I've ever seen in my life. And I will never do it. Where than worse than Manila, Metro Manila? You know what? That would be the only rival. The I mean, only I was about to say rival that's... that I know is is Manila, and the only reason I say that is because I was trapped needing to use the restroom in that dang little bus when we were coming back from the volcano that one day, and I was about to hop right on out over Mickey and like walk to the hotel because I was in pain. Um, and it still Man. took us like 45 more minutes from when we could see our hotel that day. Bruh, that was rough right there. It was, but, it uh, was, that was a bad moment. I was, I was in actual pain that day. Um, I would so say Madrid, Madrid is comparable though. Madrid is comparable. Madrid is comparable to that. But the point is, it's really far away. So if you find yourself in a situation where you, your passport is missing for whatever reason, you and you need to go find a replacement. You have to have proof of your uh, tickets, like impending travel. You have to have proof of impending travel. Um, and you have to, and then they do have appointments, but they will also always have walk-in. Always have walk-in. And then you have to have your proof of nationality. Like I said, if you have the passport card, you're covered because it has your face on it, it has all your information on it, and it has proof of nationality associated with it. If you do not have that, then there's a list of IDs that you need, that you can choose from to um, for, th for them to accept, right? But then it's like, do you have your birth certificate? Do you have this picture? Do you have this kind of ID? Is it still valid? Like, what do you have? You might need to pick like two, three things to put it all together as opposed to the passport card that has everything in one. And then you just show it. So now do you have to go over to the embassy? How far away is it? All right. Let's say the embassy is too far away. Like from me to Madrid, they will agree that that is too far away most of the time. So if the embassy is too far away, then you look at where is your consulate, your consulate can work for you to get you a passport. However, they are not the ones who issue it. The embassy is still the one who issues it. The consulate may allow you to have an appointment where they will verify all of your information for you and talk to 
the embassy to say, yes, she qualifies or he qualifies for the passport. Here's all the, and they will do the qualification for you and send everything to the embassy and then to get uh, affirmed and then issue the passport for you. But then you also are going to have to deal with like going to a separate location to go get a prepaid um, envelope for them to send you the passport back. And you have to have a local address to to pick it up at. So if you're traveling overseas, like what's going to be your local address? Are you still going to be at the same hotel in three days? Where are you going to send this mail to? Wow, that's that's a great point. So if you have to go to the consulate, they they agree to see you. They file all your paperwork for you. They talk to the embassy. Embassy says, cool, got you. We're on top of it. It still might take, you know, two business days or something, one, two business days for them to process that, print it out, get the book, and then they have to put it in the mail. Now, where's it going? Yikes. So that's a, well, in a situation like that, let's say that you're already, you're not at the hotel. Um, could you provide the consulate as an address? You know, no, like you have to have a local address. So you would need to either find somebody who's willing to give you their address that you could use, or you need to talk to the hotel and say, Hey, I'm checking out today because I'm, but I don't have the address of, I don't know where I'm going to be in two days for whatever reason. Right. Some people don't know. And you go like, look, I'm supposed to be like on a, on a road trip the next two days. So I don't have an address. I'm going to have it mailed here. I'll come pick it up here. You need to talk to management about that and like see if they will accept your mail because they're going to have to sign for it. So, I mean, so in that, in that time, then you get toggled between, should you just make the trip to the embassy? Should I just go to Madrid then? And so a lot of people do that. A lot of people have to go to Madrid from here. They have to go to Madrid, take the train or drive or whatever, have the, do the walk-in appointment stay overnight and then be there the next day for when it's issued and go pick it up in person. So wow. it's a lot of hassle, but you have to know what your options are and be prepared to change your trip accordingly. That's rough right there. So like, as far as like timeline, this is not something that can happen quickly. This is over. A not unless time. you are right at an embassy. Like if you are down the street from the embassy, Maybe like when I was in London, the embassy, you know, it took an hour and a little bit over an hour to get there. But I, it didn't require like staying overnight at a different location. And remember, I also had the passport card. So I just had to get a hold of the embassy, make sure that uh, I met all the requirements, which was that my travel was within five days. I had proof of travel returning back to Spain. Um, and I had all of the documentation that they were going to require for citizenship and nationality. And so once I just said, yes, I do. And they said, all right, be here at this time. All I did was take the train, walk up, go in there, swipe the card, wait, like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes. They handed me a passport and I walked out. Oh, man. But that's because I was at an embassy. 
as right, no, definitely. comes to where I'm staying now and the embassy is, you know, six hours away. Yeah. So that's, that's a great point. Like I know, uh, recently I had a friend, uh, she went to Europe and I, you know, cause I don't know, I, I'm a fucking travel information whore. Like I gave her the information of where the embassy was and the consulate in Italy. And it was in, in Rome, you know, that, that was it. So if you're going to Rome, it's all good. You know, like Liz was saying, if you're in Madrid, right. it's great. But if you're not, like she's in the southern tip close to Africa, six hours away, that's brutal, you know? So yeah. you definitely got to look and, and find out where your embassies are and, and be cognizant of that. And, you know, may, most importantly, have your stuff together, have your documentation. If you can get uh, going on getting that card, um, which real quick, I wouldn't imagine that that would impact everything uh, or anything at all. If you already have a passport and then you apply to get the card, that's not going to impact anything um, as far as any travel, would it? No, but it's no, it's cheaper to get them at the same time, though. No. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, if you uh, get them at the same time, it's only like thirty dollars more USD to. Um, sorry, I have to always say USD because I never think if I'm saying like something in euros or, or pounds or whatever. But right. if you apply for them both at the same time, I believe it is thirty. USD more, but if you apply separately, it's like 130. Yeah, no, that's true. So you yeah. want to do them at the same time. And to me, it's worth it because it's basically like having another birth certificate without no. having the contingency of a physical paper that could just get lost somewhere, you know, and no. that is just gone where anybody could find it later and use it. 100%. No, uh, you know, well said. And yeah, it's cheaper to keep her. It doesn't apply to what I just, just said, but basically get the combo is what she's saying. Get the uh, combo. Get the yeah. combo. Pay extra. Supersize that bad boy. So uh, just real quick in your own words, because the guru knows best. Um, so because, you know, we we run over, but I've been an amazing show as far as information, because um, there is some confusion there as far as embassy versus consulate versus passport. You kind of touched on them as far as embassy's king. That's where you get the actual passport. Consulate can help you facilitate to get the information for the passport and local passport office is just that where you can start the process and get things initiated. But can they actually print one out? That can only be done by the embassy. Can you help kind of clear that up? And for you know those listening, the difference between each and, you know, how they can utilize them at their uh, most appropriate times. Yeah. So just speaking about the passport aspect, if you go to a local passport office in the United States, that is your triage center. That is where they take all the information, they can vet all the questions, and that's where everybody's going to be directed to. Uh, that is your main point of contact. And it's going to take the longest, but it also has the most options for helping you for whatever your situation is. The second, then we move to overseas. So if you're local, right, if you're in the United States, you have to go to a local passport office unless there's an emergency. Emergencies aside, let's just stay with that, because if you have an emergency, then you're going to have to do exactly what I'm saying for overseas anyway. Now we go to overseas slash emergencies within the U.S. Your first point of contact should be the embassy because they are the people who have to uh, who have to authorize the passport no matter what. If, and then, so, and they are the, the, the larger overseeing entity 
for anything that's happening as an emergency to an American citizen, um, whether local or overseas. And then secondly, if you can't do that and you have to do something more local, a consulate is your more is like a satellite office. It's your smaller office that only has limited resources and really has to focus on people who are having emergencies and like very specific needs. And so, you know, you need to go local office. So like within the U.S., I can't imagine somebody having to go to their consulate for a passport. That would be really awkward. I'm sure there's some stories out there, but it would be either your local passport office or because you have to have some emergency situation, you might end up going to an embassy. But I really don't think so because when I had my passport have to be renewed in Dallas, like immediately, I still got directed to the local Dallas uh, office and I still got one the same day. A whole nother story, right? <laughs> so I still was able to get a same day passport at the local passport office in Dallas without going to an embassy. That's However, awesome. yeah, it is, except for the fact that they only, it's not an emergency passport, but it's only issued for one year. So it's stupid. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um... Real stupid. We'll gloss over that for now because we're we're getting up on like a long, <laughs> yeah, long no, time. but yeah. it would be long. But anyways, my point is there's like a lot of variables that go into this. Um, but at least it's not an emergency passport because I got it from a local entity, so it's a normal passport. But it only has a one year issuance instead of a ten year issuance, which is stupid. Uh, which means I'm gonna have to do this again. We're gonna have to have a follow up. Uh, because I have an appointment on Monday with the passport office on base. Wow. So I'm going to leave it there, actually. I'm going to leave all of this right there. Yeah, no sense of even asking the you know final words. Obviously, this has been an amazing episode. Uh, I look forward to find out how that went. Hopefully, it goes smooth. And as we always do, yeah, we want to entertain, but we want to educate as well because we are passionate about travel. We understand the significance and the importance for you guys to travel, whether it's going to be uh, with your family, friends, for business, or, you know, the ultimate version of travel, finding yourself with traveling alone and really trying to, you know, understand yourself through understanding others and other cultures, other places, uh, and just getting that full travel experience. So, man, to be continued, Passport Blues. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll Passport Solutions. Let's be positive. Passport yeah, passport solutions. There you go. I like that. Get a passport card. Know where your embassy is at. Know where your consulate is at. Just have backup. Yep. And if you get the opportunity to do so, get that combo. So uh, you don't have to. Uh, there's no place like home, as they say. And uh, we're going to go ahead and head to ours. So thank you guys so much <laughs> for joining us. I want to go. Until the Lord. next show. Thank you guys so much. You have a great one. We're out.
places for such beauty lies But I'd rather be with you holding you close Staring into your sexy brown